Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of Luke, and we're in chapter 6. The first section of chapter 6 is entitled, Lord of the Sabbath, and we read about this in Matthew and in Mark. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. And like we discussed in Matthew and Mark, that story of David can be found in 1 Samuel in chapter 21. Then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching. A man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, Get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them all and then said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so and his hand was completely restored. But they were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. Now the next section of this chapter is entitled The Twelve Apostles. And we read about it in Matthew and in Mark. It's also referenced to the list in the book of Acts. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Simon, whom he called Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, who's also known as Levi, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. So those were the twelve that we call the twelve disciples. The next section is entitled Blessings and Woes. And this also we read about in Matthew, and it is also referred to as the Beatitudes. It says, he went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by evil spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject you, and your name as evil because of the Son of Man. 
the Gospel of Matthew lists a little bit longer of a list of what we call the Beatitudes. It includes also, blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. Now back in Luke, picking up in 23, it goes on to say, Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their fathers treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. For that is how their fathers treated the false prophets. And we know that the Beatitudes here and in Matthew have a deeper meaning than physical. That this is actually speaking to spiritual wealth and spiritual poverty. The next section is entitled Love for Enemies. We did read about this in Matthew. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on the cheek, turn to him the other one also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do unto you. Now, we all know that as what we call the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. The next section is entitled, Judging Others. We also read this in Matthew. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured out into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He also told them this parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A student is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. The next parable is a tree and its fruit. We read about this in Matthew. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. 
People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. This reminds me of Proverbs 4.23 that says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And the final section in this chapter is entitled, The Wise and Foolish Builders. And we read about this in Matthew. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He is like the man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck, it, the house collapsed and its destruction was complete. And that ends Luke chapter 6. We will pick up next time in chapter 7.